Welcome to Ella Go. My name is Lisa, and this is not just a podcast about running. This is a podcast to empower women through fitness and health and everything in between. Because let's be honest, ladies, this journey could suck if we don't get our shit together. Welcome back, everyone. Welcome back to Elago. So it's kind of interesting that um, I'm having a a guest here that is a man <laughs> and he's not anonymous. Um, so this is going to be for the men series. Um, but, you know, I as I said before, a lot of you men are asking for more men to come on to the show. And I thought, you know, why not Charles? Perfect person. So welcome, Charles. Hello, I'm Charles Carboni. How's everybody doing? Uh, happy to be on the show. Um, I'm a full-time martial arts instructor, avid runner, and an old guy skateboarder. <laughs> old guy st- skateboarder. Okay. Yeah. You are. You are. And, you know, it's funny because, and I say this all the time, Charles, you and I met on TikTok. <laughs> yes. It's crazy, huh? <laughs> it's so weird. Um, crazy thing. <clears throat> yeah. And you were uh, posting a lot about your runs. And of course, I resonated with that. Um, so one of the things that we talked about before we recorded was this whole idea of you being fit and 50. <laughs> yeah. And um, I wanted you to talk a little bit about that um, and maybe even, you know, take a step back before you turned 50 and, you know, what were your thoughts when you were going to hit that number? Because that's a that's a big number. You know, um, yeah. what were they? Were you scared? What were you ex- excited? Were you didn't care? What were your thoughts? It's it's so 50 50 on all of that. Um, turning 50 was exciting because I feel like I'm young and fit and I'm going into my 50s. Right. And I'm feeling good about myself. It's a great time in my life. Um, and also there's that whole mortality thing that sits right in the back of my head a little bit, like I'm, I'm 50. So um, I've been self-diagnosed and diagnosed by my mother with Peter Pan syndrome. I never want to grow up. So I've always been um, very active and playing and doing stuff like that. So I've always been into fitness in my uh, late 20s. I raced bikes, um, bicycles, road bicycles. Um, I've always been into rock climbing, things like that. And when I was going into my fifties, I kind of been a group fitness trainer for a while, martial arts instructor, but I kind of gotten into a rut a little bit where my nutrition was off and I was getting a little heavy set and I was kind of comfortable where I was at I was getting ready to turn 50 in a couple years. So I decided, huh, my girlfriend came to me and said, Hey, I'm doing this clean eating thing. You want to join in with me on January 1st? And I said, yeah, yeah, I'll do it. And uh, I, I started there and it kind of was the kickoff for me to get into shape for my 50s. And then I decided I was going to start running on 18 days after I started doing nutrition. I'm going to start running. So I just started running and I've ran, it's been three and a half years now. So I've ran since. And within the first six months, I decided my bucket list was a 50K. I was going to run a 50K, not a marathon, not a half marathon. I had done no races. Um, I just decided I want to do a 50K. And so that's kind of how I uh, and wanted to go into my into my fifties uh, fit for myself 
for my family, also be a good example for my son. So that was something too. I wanted to be healthy for him. Okay. So there's a lot of things you just said there. First of all, the Peter Pan syndrome, I'm not surprised. I was actually going to say something about that. So I'm glad you said thing, it. Right? <laughs> it sure is. It is a real thing, right? That's, that's, that's Peter Pan syndrome, 100%. <laughs> okay. I'll, I'll, I'll touch upon that a little bit later. Um, but you also said about, um, you know, how you started running. So you mean to tell me, and, you know, this is actually news to me. You didn't really get into running until really late into your life. Yeah. So when I had raced bikes in my late 20s, early 30s, um, I had a racing uh, manager and a trainer. And I'm a pretty big guy for bicycling. Six foot one. I was 185 pounds. That's that's a pretty big guy at the time for 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 racing. And so they said I need to lose 10 pounds to get for the hill races. And so they told me to start running. So I had ran some back then but only for, for like a short amount of time. And, um, but I had done a 5k when I was like 10 years old, something like that. Um, but yeah, it wasn't until for, I, I dabbled in it occasionally, you know, I'm going to go jog, you know, that kind of thing, go to the gym, run on the treadmill a little bit, but that was it. And it wasn't until, yeah, until what, three and a half years ago, uh, my girlfriend uh, has ran marathons, half marathons, things like that. So she kind of helped, helped me along the way with some questions and things to that effect. So yeah, it's only been three and a half years, kind of crazy. But also, it's been three and a half years that I've done it constantly. So I'm super excited about that. That's crazy because if people saw your posts, they, you, it looks like you've been doing it for years. And it goes to show you that, you know, first of all, what does a runner look like? There is no such thing. No such and thing. secondly, you can start really at any age to, to get that going. And that's pretty... That's incredible. I didn't even know that. Um, all right. So you talked a little bit about your transformation and, you know, we, we talked a little bit about, you know, you losing the weight and um, because this is okay. You, you said a little bit about it, but you had a post where I was even surprised. Like I was like, wow, he was oh, on my face. Yes. Like you were pretty heavy. Oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So what was going on during those times? Well, well, it's just, it's eating for me. Eating, I love food. It's a comfort, like most people, I guess, you know, it's one of those things where it's just easy to grab food. You know, it's easy to grab food and, and food that's easy to grab a lot of times is unhealthy food or however you want to call it unhealthy, whatever you want to call it, full sodium, whatever that makes you gain weight. Um, so, I mean, just real quick, uh, real quick day that I would go through a food day, I would get up in the morning. Uh, I'd have a couple cups of coffee, which had about three spoonfuls of sugar in it. Right. Melt, right. There's that. And then I would have maybe go to McDonald's, get a sausage muffin, hash brown soda for breakfast. Right. And then I would go to work at a grocery store and I'd get a cup of coffee and I'd put three packs of sugar in it before I start work. And then for lunch, I'd get an energy drink. And I'd go and get a breakfast burrito from a local place that I love so much. And that's how my day would go, right? And what happens when you're feeling thin and feeling good, and you, I, would, I would start eating like that. It's such a slow progress that before you don't really, I didn't really, I didn't really notice it until one day you look in the mirror and that shirt doesn't fit right. You know, it's a little bit tighter. And by that time, 
you I went through a mental thing where it's like, oh, it's a little too late. And so I would fluctuate like that because I knew how to get into shape. I knew what to eat. I knew what exercises to do. So I could do just a little bit to maintain. But yeah, but slowly it would my weight would go up and I'd be unhealthy. I was on blood pressure medication. Um, I took up to 16 Advil a day um, for pain and stuff. And all that's all that's gone. I take wow. not everything. Wow. So was there like a turning point where, I mean, you talked a little bit about with your girlfriend and doing the clean eating, but was there a turning point where you're like, okay, I got to do something like what was it the you turning 50 or uh, what was it? It was me wanting to turn, wanted to be fit going into 50. It was also, I saw a picture of myself one time in my karate gi and um, it, it was, it wasn't me and it, it hit me pretty hard. And then the mortality of turning 50 and seeing what my family, other people in my family are not healthy. And uh, I didn't want to be that person. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm a Leo. So I wanted to look good. <laughs> I should have known. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we're going to be honest on the show, right? Let's be honest. I like, you know, I mean, I like, look at. So one of the things I look for in my weight loss is one of my things, instead of a scale, if I can sit on a couch and I don't have to pull my shirt out. That's my ideal weight. Ah, <laughs> oh, that's a good. Test. <laughs> that's my ideal weight. I don't need a scale. If I can sit on a neighbor's couch, go to a friend's house, and not have to pull my shirt out, <laughs> that's a good weight. That's a good tip. That's a good tip. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> All right. So, um, you know, again, you're having this transformation, and you know, I I can resonate with that because if you think about every mind, milestone, you know, the 30s, the 40s, you know, you say to yourself, you want to look a certain way, you want to, you know, be at a certain point before you hit that milestone. So, with that being said, we talked a lot about your physical transformation, but let's talk about your emotional. Like, was there a, you know, did you feel like there has been a change. If you could look up, look back at your thirties and forties, did you have a, a, even a transformation emotionally, mentally? Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I look at life totally different now. Um, and I can look back and see that it's not that I was ever a negative, super bitter person or anything like that, but I've always been a little insecure, not confident, not that person that, how do I say this? Um, kind of worry what people think about me a little bit, that kind of stuff. And that is just, it's almost like I just literally turned a page and I'm getting to a point in my life where that just, I'm just happy being me. It's a, it's a, um, how do I say it? Um, I'm, I, this is going to sound so hippie, but I really live in the now. I don't worry about what people are thinking about me yesterday. I don't worry what people are going to think about me today. I don't worry about what people are going to think now, but I, I just try to live like, in a happy moment right now, in the middle of a run, you know, the beginning of the run, it hurts. Uh, I live in that moment. You know, when I'm teaching martial arts, a lot of people don't understand that. Uh, they think, cause I'm so comfortable at it and, and, and everything that I have anxiety, but I, but I look at that anxiety as just another emotion. And now it doesn't overtake me. It, it's just part of life. It's something that I go through like eating or, or walking instead of taking my fears and anxieties and being overwhelmed by them, I kind of take them as an education or just another ride because I know now with my experience over 50 years of being on this planet, 
that they're just small, short moments. It took me a long time to know that. When I was younger, every moment felt like the end or, or, or this huge thing. And something happened when I turned 50 that it, it now just feels like I know it's temporary. You know what I mean? I know it's a temporary feeling. I look back now at all the stuff that I had anxiety and stressed over and how I made it through that. And I'm okay now. So all that kind of came forward and sits on my shoulders now and tells me, Hey, just a moment, you're going to be okay. That's kind of how I, that's kind of, I look at things like, um, it's kind of a funny analogy. I was telling somebody one time about loss or breakup or something like that. And any kind of drama in your life or something is like a brain freeze, right? Um, when you have a brain freeze, if you didn't know a brain freeze was a brain freeze and you didn't know it only lasted 20 seconds, you would literally think you were going to die. It is the most pain in, like you ever have, right? But since you know it only lasts 20 to 30 seconds, you take a deep breath, you close your eyes, you ride it out, and it's over. And that's kind of how I deal with stuff in life now. That's interesting. I like that, that you said that. Um, all right. But, you know, sometimes when we think about older and, you know, we have in our minds of where we want to be, how that is going to look like. And so for you, do you feel like what you thought it would be differs now that you're in it? Okay, Peter Pan syndrome, uh, to kind of take a step back a little bit. Um, I never really had future plans. I'm a person that doesn't really have future plans. I know that <laughs> sounds crazy to so many people, but I've never had future plans. Um, uh, how do I say this? I have daydreams. I'm a hardcore daydreamer. And turning 50s kind of put a little bit of water on that fire because the time's running shorter. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. So planning ahead is, I'm kind of at, at this point, um, I'm kind of at where I'm at. Mm -hmm. Financially, yes, I, I'm making plans and, and working on that all the time. But as in, um, as in like the daydreams of being a professional fighter, professional right. skateboarder, doing all that kind of stuff is like, yeah. Um, it's kind of just like in the, it, it's like, I'll, I'll be running and I daydream a lot when I'm running. I don't, a lot of people I talk to don't daydream. Oh man, I've, I've won the lottery like 10,000 times on my run. You know, <laughs> <laughs> I've, uh, I've got so many things on my runs. I don't know how many times I own Western States on my runs. Um, I daydream so hard. I get the chills when I win a race in my daydreams physically. Um, but yeah, I'm not. I don't know if I'm at where I would like to be. I'm not, a, I would like to be more comfortable in certain ways in life right now. Um, mm -hmm. But with my family and my girlfriend and everything where I'm at right now, I, I couldn't be happier with that. Um, I'm in the middle of making a bit of a career change right now. And I'm super happy with that. And so, I mean, honestly, everything, everything is really kind of good right now. And I think it's that way because I'm letting it be that way because I know that, to get on the darker side, maybe of turning 50. Okay. So I kind of look at it like this. My grandparents here, my parents here, me here. And I just going to see terrible. I don't, I, I don't, I'm just going to be me. I don't care. So here's my grandparents. Here's me. Here's, I mean, here's my parents. Here's me. Right. And it's a conveyor belt. Right. And I'm next in line. I know that sounds terrible. Right. I know. I know. I know. But I mean, I... that's the dark side in my head sometimes that I try to stay out of that goes there sometimes. <laughs> with mortality, right? I, I, I'm taking care of my mother right now and my dad. I, yeah. I, I have a 12 year old son that I love very much. I'm taking care of him. So I'm, I'm Gen X in it, right? Right. I'm right in the middle. And, um, 
and I, I try to stay out of that spot, but occasionally I, I fall in that spot, you know, I fall in that spot. And so, but again, being 50, I've come to more of a, a more of a, it is what it is. Yeah. If I can't do anything about it, I'm not going to worry about it. And the best part about being 50 is I'm not faking that and just saying it as a meme on, on social media. Mm-hmm. It really is a feeling inside me. Right. And even sometimes I'll try to provoke like a negative feeling about it or something just to see if it's there. Like when you have a sword, you push on it just to see if it still hurts. Yep. And it, and it doesn't come up as much. It doesn't come up the same. So it's, right. that would be the positive of being where I'm at. This really feels like, and I know people say that, but this really feels like the best time of my life right now. Mm-hmm. It really does. It really does. And people say that I know. And, uh, and that, so that's where that's kind of mentally and emotionally where I'm at. Do I have ups and downs? Absolutely. I'm human. Come on. I mean, I just had a huge rant on my, on one of my social medias about something. So <laughs> that's, um, no, I, I can totally resonate with that. Um, so with that being said, I know that a lot of times on my men show, we talk about relationships and especially, you know, a lot of the men, you know, as I, I've interviewed them older, they reflect they did a lot of self-reflection and how they were and how they are now. And, you know, do they regret anything? Do they, can they look at back and say, damn, I was a jerk <laughs> or, I mean, what do you think to yourself? I mean, you, I mean, you must, if since you daydream, you must do some sort of self-reflection. Absolutely. I mean, what are your thoughts on that? I kind of look at it. Everything that I went through got me to here. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of how I stay positive about that. So I wasn't always a great guy, right? I was, I was. I was, um, I was a little punk skater and, uh, I didn't always, um, treat everybody with the, with the most respect. Now you when I was everybody, around, you mean women, right? Well, no, not, no, 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 no. It was pretty good balance. It was balanced. <laughs> it wasn't just, no, it wasn't just women. No. Um, it, okay. We're going to dive into the relationship thing. I see it. I see it. I see, I see us diving. It's the summer Olympics. We're going into diving, the diving pool. Okay. So, um, uh, okay so i was a cute little skater guy and i seemed to attract um ladies that were out of my league in a lot of different ways and i found myself in over my head sometimes Mm. and i would act like a more like a brat in a defense mechanism i guess you would say man we're getting really deep um in a defense mechanism i guess so um, again, I was the guy that would help um, elderly people in the store. I was the guy that would that would go out of my way to help anybody special needs. I, I, I've always been that guy. But there was times that I was a Leo and I was a show off. And sometimes showing off wasn't great. And uh, a lot of the stuff I did growing up wasn't some of the greatest stuff. And I knew at a certain point when I got older that I had to make a 180. And and anything that I didn't do right. And again, it wasn't I didn't do anything horrific. And I guess horrific's on a scale of who you are. But I didn't do anything like horribly outlaw or anything criminal or anything like that. I guess I don't more of a jackass, I guess you would say to people and um, and not to everybody, but to some people. And I had and I had my heart broken pretty bad a few times. And so um, a lot of times when I was younger, the defense for that right was retaliation. <laughs> so mm. and and um 
but I'm very guilty, like a guilt ridden person. And so it, it, I always felt bad and always went back. So, and tried to make things right. But yeah, no, um, now all I do is try to do the right thing uh, constantly is try to do the right thing, go out of my way to, uh, to be nice to people and to help people reach their goals and to help people feel needed and to help people feel like they're enough. That's what so, I do now. Okay. So do you feel that you are more in tune with your emotions? Because yeah. so one of the things that, you know, I've talked about a lot on this, uh, the show with the men is how, you know, back in the day, men, the men did not feel very comfortable showing their feelings and, and feeling, you know, like they can express themselves, which is probably why they got themselves into situations that they did because they didn't feel like they could. Um, with that being said, uh, at, at this moment in your life right now, being 50, where are you with all of that? Uh, peaked. I'm peaking right now with it. I'm, um, I, I can be emotional. I was blessed to be raised by my stepfather slash my dad. Um, was a very like Vietnam vet guy and everything, but always very communicative, always talked about emotions, always helped me through breakups, was always there for me. So he's a great figure. And now um, I feel like I'm that way with my son. I'm that way with my girlfriend. Um, we sat down I and I said this in my, in something I had sent you that I've been twice divorced. Um, and I've just learned a lot through them, through those, through those situations on communication. So I don't let anything sit anymore, no matter what my emotion is. As soon as my, I feel something good, bad, and different, I communicate it. Um, example, something had happened and I was feeling a little flustered about it. And I'd walk out the door and before I even got to the car, I called my girlfriend and said, okay, we got to talk about this. I can't, mm -hmm. can't let this because I've, I've learned how it all snowballs. Mm -hmm. And I've seen over the years how it snowballs. One little thing upsets you, you let it sit and fester. And then all of a sudden, everything that person does upsets you. And then that boom, 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 before you know it, it's huge. So I right. will not allow that communication of your emotions and your feelings is 110% key in a relationship, in my feelings. Yeah. And I wasn't that way when I was, when I was younger, I had good communication, my mom and my dad and stuff like that, but you're right with around your friends. And when you're younger, especially growing up in the seventies and the eighties, you know, um, you you couldn't it wasn't like you could just sit there and tell your friends hey man i'm brokenhearted <laughs> you know this and that. i just feel overwhelmed i didn't even know what anxiety was till i was 30 you know what i mean i never yeah. even heard the word right, in my right. i didn't i didn't i didn't i didn't know there was a word called anxiety i knew i got nervous before i did stuff mm -hmm. but i didn't know there was this you Turned. know and it, it wasn't until i had my first anxiety attack that i that i knew what anxiety was so. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. I mean, it's good to hear that. Um, I know a lot of women like to hear what where, where men are in their thinking um, as they grow older, because it's not always as you just explained it. <laughs> it's no, it's and it's and it's 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 not. And I and I and I and I see that from my I have just just real quick. I have the same group of guy friends that I've had since 1987 and wow. some of them. Four. And we hang out and we talk and we see each other weekly almost. We do a camping trip. It was our 30th year this year. I have the same group of guys. And it's so crazy to see where we're 
at now, summer 54, mm-hmm. you know, and to see where we're at now. And, and it's crazy. And we are all at a place right now where we can sit without drinking uh, and, and tell each other things. But it really did take 30 years almost to be able to, I mean, some of us, but most to, in, a, in a group, it took a lot of years. My anxiety wow. attack, they made fun of me for days about my anxiety attack until two of them had really bad anxiety attacks, had to rush themselves to the hospital, think they were having heart attacks. Then I got the text messages. Sorry, bro. Sorry. It was funny. <laughs> <laughs> wow. That's yeah. pretty amazing. Wow. That's pretty amazing. Uh, that's good to hear. Okay. So we're going to go back to the fitness. All okay. right. And right. I think that, you know, as we get older, I think people get to this. Some people get this mindset of, you know, I, I can just give up, you know, I'm getting older. I'm just going to give up. And, and they're trying so hard I mean, what would you say about that? Because, you know, as we grow older, it, it gets a little harder, you know, um, but what would you, what would your advice be for these people? And and did you have those experiences yourself? Yeah, so I, I actually had a moment before I went and did the 30 day cleaning three and a half years ago, or however it was. Um, I had a moment where I asked myself, am I OK with being a little chubby? Am no. I OK? Am I comfortable with myself? And being a little chubby, enjoying my pizza, never been a, I haven't been a big drinker since I started racing bikes a long time ago. I mean, lately I've had like one beer every other night. That's like off the Richter for me. Used to be able to count on one hand how many drinks I had for no other reason than I'm a hangover guy. No matter, I get hangovers, not, not because I'm anti anything. I just stopped doing it. And, uh, but yeah, I had a moment where I really sat down with myself and I asked myself, I mean, a legitimate there's sometimes I really go into the bathroom and I really look myself in the eyes. I really do. And I ask myself, are you okay with being chubby? Are you okay with being soft around the belly? Are you okay with going to the pool, you know, and, and either not wait to ever taking off your shirt or being okay with taking off your shirt. And th- these are things that went through my mind, you know, are you okay? Are you okay with that? And I had a really close moment like that almost bungee jumping, but not bungee jumping, you know, I was like, okay, uh, I can eat what I want. I don't have to stress about nothing. I could still exercise a little bit. I can have fun. And I think what really got me is I went to the skate park and I went skateboarding and I took some pictures, you know, how I'm with my phone, right. I set it all up, did videos and stuff. And, uh, I saw myself and I felt how I felt when I fell, I slammed about seven feet to the pavement. And I'll tell you what, 255 pounds feels a lot different than 195 when you hit the pavement. Mm-hmm. And I thought, and I told myself, this, this can't be good. I, I'm not happy. I'm not, I need to do something about this. Now, how many times did I say that before I did something? I don't know. <laughs> right. I don't know. But people are looking at people are, here's the thing I try to tell people as they get older. And I, and I deal with people that are fighting this every day. I deal with them every day. You know, it takes one thing. Just do one thing. So many people go out and, and I don't mean that, you know, but it, what I try not to do is I try not to go out and spend $300 on kale and then order a pizza when I get home and throw all the stuff away on Monday, you know, and, and I was doing that and we were, my girlfriend and I were doing that. So what I decided to do is just little things. So in three and a half years, I haven't had a soda. My family raised me on diet Pepsi. I haven't had a soda. Um, there's one thing, right? That's it. There's one thing. I don't put sugar in my coffee anymore. Everybody always says, 
ew, it's black. That's gross. Yeah, well, you didn't like whiskey, tequila, or wine, or beer when you first tasted it when you were a kid either. Now you love it. <laughs> so, that's so true. It's acquired taste. That's why I tell people everything's an acquired taste. So if it starts with just two push-ups in the morning, do that. Don't don't give up if you if you you're not you're not happy. I, I know that through all the hundreds of people I've trained through martial arts and fitness, you're not happy. And the reason you're asking these questions is because you know the answer to them. And that's what I had to tell myself. I knew the answer to that question, Lisa. I knew that I wasn't happy. I didn't want to be chubby. And, and there's nothing wrong with that. I have friends that work full jobs, take care of their families. They're 50 years old. They come home, they play video games. They're overweight. And you know what they are? They're legitimately happy. And really, that's the ultimate goal. Yeah. And so they're happy. If you're happy, there's nothing wrong with how you look, how you feel, what you do. I know a lot of really fit people that are unhappy. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. So I, I say just do, just be happy and really be happy. Don't lie to yourself. Yeah, that's such a good point. You know, and I, and it's interesting that you, you asked yourself that whether or not you're happy because the answer could have been, yes, I'm happy. And then mm-hmm. that's okay. You know? Um, but if it's not, ha- but if you're not happy, then you have, you have to make that choice to make the change and you have to do the work for, to make that happen. And that's not easy. No. And I didn't just decide one day to be clean. I had tried it a hundred times before that. I had said, I've lost over 50 pounds three times in my life. That means that I've gained 50 pounds <laughs> three times in my adult life. Wow. You know, so that's, that's- a lot. <laughs> I'm a big, I'm a pretty big, I'm a pretty big bone guy. You know what I mean? Thank, thank goodness for broad shoulders. It really hides a lot. <laughs> I used to work out when I go to the gym and I was chubby, I'd work out my chest and my shoulders. So I figured help my shirt hang a little bit better. Right? <laughs> so yeah, I mean, it's, it's, I'm insecure about a lot of things and I've, I've overcome that since I was 50. I've overcome yeah. a lot of that. Am I, is it perfect yet? No, I'm still insecure about some things, but, but no, I, I, I've overcome a lot. So um, if you want fitness in my fifties, if for me, I literally last night, I didn't run. I haven't ran in a couple of days because my son was going out of town with his mom and I could not not spend the night with him. I had to spend the whole night with him. He's my absolute everything comes first. And, but after your endorphins have been at that level for so long of running, when you don't run, Mm. I feel this tension, like I'm missing something Mm -hmm. and I feel it. And luckily I have an amazing girlfriend that is a runner, well, was a runner and her, and her ex-husband was an ultra runner. So she knows all about it. So I just communicate with her. I was laying in bed. I said, I just want to apologize right now. I'm tense and I'm grumpy. And that's, that's how I communicate. I tell I'm tense and I'm grumpy. It's not you. It's nothing you've done. I'm not upset in any way, shape or form. I see you go to sleep so I can run. Tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> wow. That's pretty good. That's so, pretty good. Okay. And, you know, I can totally resonate with that. You know, it's definitely a mental thing. Um, and, and then and not just a, a physical thing. Do you, you know, I'm, I'm getting the sense that, that you feel the same way as well. Yeah, no, it's, it's, oh, it's, yeah, because yeah, I'm, I'm not, so when I first, okay, so when I first started the clean eating three and a half years ago, I got down to like 194. And for my, my, my build, I look really skinny. Like I look really skinny at 194. And, um, I, I've been up at two Oh five now. Um, I'm happy, but there's part of me that kind of, it's a mental thing, right? 
it's a mental thing. I, I, that, why am I not at that 194? Why can't I lose that nine pounds? What's going on? You know? And in the same note, in the back of my head, I'm like, well, you're an idiot. You know, you know, you can't, you know, cause you had cold pizza this morning for breakfast, mm. you know, cause you had this, cause you had that, mm-hmm. cause you didn't, you know? And so that's the hardest part about being a trainer, Lisa. And you know, that the hardest part about the trainer is you can't lie to yourself. Cause you know, the, you know, what you, you know, what you would tell someone else. And that's what I always try to tell. As you're getting older, I told a lady, uh, she's 67 and, um, she's having a hard time going. And I just told her, I said, well, what would you tell your friend? What would you tell your friend that was 67 and it's good for their health to, to work out, to walk, to eat right. When you were worried about them, what would you tell them? And she says, well, and I said, that's what you tell yourself. Go look in the mirror from here up and tell that person what you would tell your friend. And that's what I do. And that's what I, that's how I keep myself motivated. I know that on, on TikTok, you had a lot of running videos. Yeah. And now on Instagram, you kind of add a little bit of a, of a, of a mixture. Um, I try to keep it mainly running, but every now and then, you know, you have those board Friday nights and you post some goofy stuff. <laughs> yeah. But you're, you're doing something different now. You have this uh, carbone in the kitchen. What's that about? Oh, so those, so I'm, I'm trying to be like you and uh, <laughs> I, I do a carbone in the kitchen. And what I do is, um, in my group fitness, I was known for my power talks. They would give us this, we had this setup, right? It was this, it was this fitness through the whole nation. This, I won't say any names or anything, but it was this fitness plan. And it was like a franchise, right? It was 10 weeks and you ate this and did this. And there was a power talk every week. But my issue is, is I would sit there and we'd have these workouts and these power talks and everything. And it, it just didn't work with the people on the mat. It didn't work with them, right? Mm-hmm. I'd look at it and be like, this does not even work. So I came up with my own stuff. So Carboni in the kitchen is now that I don't teach group fitness, I teach martial arts, but now that I, so what I do is if someone comes to me and says, um, like the shoes, there's always a shoe question on social media, on running pages. And the answer is you got to try them. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, so I went on my Carboni in the kitchen about that, or, um, people hit me up and say, you know, like being happy. You know, like what, what is your goal? Do you need a six pack? You know, so I'm like, well, I kind of want a six pack. Well, that's a full-time job for some people, you know, right. give me a six pack legitimately cost you a thousand dollars a month in supplements and a full-time job, right? It's a real deal at a certain, it, you're dependent on your, and your, on your metabolism and your body. Mm-hmm. So I tell people I'll get on the Cavoni in the kitchen because someone will say a certain level you have to be at or what a runner is supposed to look like. Mm-hmm. And so Carboni in the kitchen is me standing in my kitchen. I live in a little apartment. So it's me standing in my kitchen because it's the best, best place to do it. I lock the family in their rooms. And then uh, I stand in my kitchen and I just talk about things that have been brought to my attention to try to keep people on track. That's what I try to do. It's so easy to fall. I say it's like in a car when you're driving a car and you hit a little groove and it kind of pulls you a little bit, right? If You got to kind of get out of that groove a little bit, but you don't want to jerk out of the groove you'll crash the car it's a slow thing so i try to help people stay out of that groove and uh and sometimes it's it's just someone telling them that what they're doing is okay right it's okay it's okay i was curious i thought at first when i saw it i was like is he gonna make something in the kitchen (laughs) (laughs) no 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 (laughs) i always say that i never i always lead in with hey welcome to come in the kitchen it's only in the kitchen because that's the best place to do it. I don't cook anything. I did one time <laughs> put coffee in a cup, said, follow me for more recipes. <laughs> but I want, um, to, I want to 
wanted to be more. I, w- I wanted to be more. And I, I tried to do a regular time because it's very spontaneous. Mm-hmm. But you know, life gets in the way. And and mm-hmm. and 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 it happens. And I'm I don't I won't freak out about it. And that's again, that's part of my 50s, right? I won't freak out about it. Where before I'd be like, I gotta do carbon in the kitchen, I gotta get in there. I said I'd do it at this time, and I said I'd do it now, and I, I would do this, and and now it's like well, the family called. I got to get over to my brothers. I got to go to my mom's or, or the girlfriend's like, Hey, we really need a date night. We don't have the kids tonight, you know? And it's, I'm not going to go. I got Carboni in the kitchen. No, I'm going to yeah. go eh, people on social media, go to go flick through <laughs> something else. I'll go, let's go. You know, that's how I look at it now, you know? So, but yeah, no Carboni in the kitchen. I wish people would give me more subjects. I asked for subjects, but what people kind of sent me a little bit is like how to work out. And that's not what I'm about. I'm not going to teach you form over the I, I'm not that I'm not, I'm not mm-hmm. a certified fitness instructor anymore. So I'm not going to tell anybody how to work out, mm-hmm. but I would tell you just to move, you know, that's my thing. I just want to, I want to help people. Sometimes people just need to know what they're doing is okay or what they're going through. Everybody else is going through it. So I used to tell people in my power talks in the circle, no matter what you're struggling with, struggled with, whatever you're struggling with, somebody right now on this map has struggled with it, mm-hmm. is struggling with it or is going to struggle with it right now in this room. Right. And so you're not alone. And that's why I try to get people to share their stories on social media. What are your plans for the future? I mean, do you have any races coming up? What, what are, what's going on with you? So I know you're not a planner, I, but what do you, you, what do you yeah. have? So I've only done one actual race, real race in my, in my career. And I did, it was called the ghost bridge and it was a 14 ish, 15 ish. And it even says it on the little thing ish um, um, trail run. I did. I really liked it, but my 50 K's, I did two 50 K's. I signed, I was signed up for a 50 K before COVID hit to do when I turned 50. So it was on August 8th, August 4th is my birthday. I was going to turn 50 and then go to beautiful coast of California and do this amazing 50 K run, but it got canceled. Thank the Lord above it got canceled. Cause I was in no way ready for it. I had no <laughs> idea what I was getting into. <laughs> I am not, I would have never, I probably would have made it out of the parking lot. At least I was bad. And so what had happened is that got canceled. I didn't even try to get my money back. I'm just a lesson learned. Right. I'm like done. And, uh, and so what I did is I, I got a training program from somebody for a 50 K and I just started training on my own on this program and I stuck to it. And again, when you're training for 50 Ks or any ultra runs, even marathons, um, I, if you have family, I suggest you sit down and talk to them because it takes a lot of your time. Even if you're not running, you're recovering. It, it's real. It's, it's, it's real. I mean, when you're doing a marathon for your last long run training run, um, it takes a lot. So I did a 50 K. My girlfriend was my, my support group, right? She dropped me off here, met me here as I ran, met me here, met me here, fed me salt tablets gave me everything I needed as I was turning around to go back the other way, 16 miles, you know, she brought change of clothes. It was, I had a support group. So I did two fifty K's that way. And, um, so now, um, I've been trying to find a race because I went on, I I've been kind of my, my running's kind of slacked a little bit. I mean, I'm still running, but I'm just not giving it that ugh, right now. I'm just, mm-hmm. I'm just doing it. You know, I can go out and run seven miles, right? I know I can do that, but, um, I'm just kind of going through the motions right now. So I'm, I'm trying to find a race right now. I'm, I'm, I've got a couple options. Um, and so I almost, so I was in the parking lot at Costco, my girlfriend are sitting there, mom, what do you think about me doing this 50 miler coming up? She's all 50 miles. That's not 50 K. I said, no. So when is it? I said, September 11th. <laughs> she said, I said, well, I just sign up for it. Just go. Who knows? It could happen. Right. 
It could just make it, right? Oh, boy. And I'll go for it. And she goes, that's when you're supposed to have your son's birthday thing. And I'm like, oh, good. Thank God. Okay. Okay. I have to do that 50 mile or not because I would have probably signed up for it. So I'm going to find one. No, my goal. So my goal, my goal is to do a 50 miler. Okay. 100K, which is 65 miles. And then my ultimate goal is to do 100 miles. Wow. And then my, my, so one of my biggest goals in running, this is, this is it. Okay. Everybody sit down. Okay. Here we go. Is to run pure. And I can't do that right now. And what I mean by that is no app, no watch, just run. That's my ultimate goal. My ultimate goal is to lace up, walk out that door and just run. Wow. That's my ultimate goal. It really is. I'm not there mentally. I'm not. I've got to do, what was my pace? Oh gosh, what was my pace? Was it? You know, I got, I got to do it. And I make excuses like a lot of runners, you know, I'll have mm-hmm. a slow pace. Like, well, I stopped to take a picture. Didn't stop my app. <laughs> you know, I always got to like put that excuse in my little like heading. So, but um, yeah, my ultimate goal is to run pure. Oh my gosh. I would love to just be able to, I love to get in my, I just want to get an RV with my girlfriend and drive around when the kids are older and I want to go run in beautiful places with no app, no nothing and just run because I love running. Wow. That's my goal. Charles, I love that. I totally feel that. Totally feel that. Well, I just want to thank you so much for uh, being a part of this and sharing uh, your life with us and everybody else. Nobody didn't bore anybody or talk no, too much. No, you didn't. You didn't. So where can we find you? I know you you talked about social media. We're, we're on social media. So I have uh, Instagram, which is old man running one word 50. It might be changing to old man running 51. We're not there yet. <laughs> so I turned 51 in August. So I'm not sure. But right now, old man running 50. All one thing. All one thing. Lisa, thank you so much for letting me do this. I've been wanting to do this with you for so long. And uh, and when I since I first met you, and I just, you know, for those of you out there right now that are that are listening to this podcast, if you're just dabbling a little bit right now with this amazing lady, you know. A little bit more. She really does inspire and motivate, and she really does put her heart and soul into training people and helping people. And it's pure, and that's what it's all about for sure. Aww. I appreciate you. Thank you. And that's why I think you and I kind of just have that energy and we connected because there's so many wackos on social media. And, <laughs> and you gave me and you gave me a chance. I appreciate it. Probably, you you thought to yourself, holy crap, she's normal. Thank God. <laughs> <laughs> so weird. Thank you, Lisa. Thank you so much. Well, thank you so much, Charles. You know, um, we'll definitely put your links on the show notes so people can get a hold of you and reach out to you and you can continue motivating everyone. So thank you again so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And thank you everyone for listening. Bye.